My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful! Times we have the right to peacefully assemble! The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Welcome back, everybody. So shortly, so quickly. We just came back. I feel like we were never gone. Oh, believe me, we know. <laughs> We've had a lot of uh, a lot of time to spend with you all today, and we have some more, and we have lots to talk about. It's been great. I think we should do this every day. No, no, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> I, I mean, look, I would love to say that we could do this every day, but um, sometimes I need I need to take a break. A pollo would turn into a pollo loco if we did pollo that, loco. Right? Yeah, you, you would. already are. Hey, we have a great guest. It's actually, we have two great guests today. David and Aaron Clements are here with us they have been fighting tirelessly and traveling around the nation uh, i and frankly putting their family in uh second to this fight and uh so let's go ahead and welcome them to the show david aaron welcome to the show thank you joe Elon hey. Musk and Mrs. Musk. We are not on Twitter. Actually, we can get in trouble for this. They're gonna they're gonna ban us. <laughs> this is a parody. This is yeah. a parody. It's a parody. Okay. Okay. Yeah, actually he actually did say parody. I actually should yeah. uh should... It has to be clearly labeled as a parody. <laughs> yeah, I won't do it now. Just but, ask uh, Kathy probably... Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll put up the real one. I had to uh I had to do it because David here actually logged in with this. And his uh, his nameplate said uh, said Elon Musk parody. <laughs> well, it did say parody. Yeah, I had the I had the font too big when I when I switched it. But how Welcome, are you guys doing? Guys. <laughs> we're good. This is the Super Bowl. We're just we're having a hard time, like everyone, keeping up with just the vast amount of corruption and fraud that people are documenting across the country. But it, it's fun in a we told you so, in a way, but it's also sad and pathetic. And it's everywhere. I mean, we're talking about everywhere. The fraud is everywhere. I was uh, so I was looking. I didn't one of the freeze. Thing, I was waiting for a response. I thought I didn't know. I was like, wait, did they freeze? Yeah. Uh, I was looking at oh. some of these. So you had that ballot from Connecticut that had the Democrats on the whatever his name was. He was on there three times. Uh, you've been dropping so much footage of people on the ground. We're seeing it in every battleground states in California. I mean, it's just it's so over the top. 
It is, and it's probably always been that way, but we're so awake this time that, and everybody is educated that they're, I mean, we've probably always been seeing these things, but now we know what we're seeing. There's a difference. Yeah, and I just um, want to reiterate, because we were a little slow on the uptake, that we're seeing fraud everywhere. Right, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. It is. We're seeing it. Connecticut, New Mexico, Arizona, Pennsylvania, Texas, Florida. Yes, you're right, sir. We're going to be with you now. <laughs> hey, somebody just said that there's no sound on Frank's speech. There's no fr sound on Frank's speech. If you're on Frank's speech, you most likely have to go and click the little sound logo at the bottom. Sometimes Frank's speech turns it off. Uh, yeah, it turns it off. I'm going to I'm going to test it myself Arizona, right now. Pennsylvania, Texas, Florida. Yes. All right, I'm trying to test your theory here. Yeah, have, I don't believe your theory. We have sound. We have sound. Okay, we do have Frank. On, we do. We do have sound on Frank's speech. We have Frank okay. sound. We have Frank sound. All right. Sorry. Apologies. Problems. So, so tell us. You know, again, I follow your page religiously. Um. There are some things happening in Otero County. Can you give us an update on what's happening in Otero County? Uh, yeah, folks there obviously um, are pretty disappointed with the way they were railroaded by uh, the court that removed Coy Griffin you know, for his audacity to stand up for election integrity. And um, the clerk there has become more and more hostile throughout the year towards anyone questioning the election. And the other day she was training her poll workers for today and she told them if anybody comes in here um, with a blue pen you will take down their name and you're going to call the district attorney which is absolutely voter intimidation and so we went you know down to our we went to our statutes we documented how it's perfectly legal and statutory to use whatever writing device you want to we even have a um, secretary of state guidance document where she talks about voter intent all the things that count as legal votes in one of those um, one of those examples she's got she has somebody filling out a ballot with a red pen and that's acceptable and we're just saying use a blue pen so that if the ice tabulators the Dominion ice tabulators that we have here in our state if they are printing on ballots and we go and we look at the paper later we'll be able to tell if you had a ballot that was filled out with blue pen that was printed on by a tabulator, and that's the reason we're asking people to use blue pens. But that just, just that, just the the writing utensil offends her. That we would, you know, have the audacity to try to protect our vote in what little way we, we are able to. Yeah, well, not only that, um, you know, I, I can also say that it's it's odd that she would direct people to get refer to the district attorney. Um, I don't. I think she's not highlighting the sheriff because the sheriff, I think, is suspicious of the amount of fraud. That's out there because normally you would file a complaint with the sheriff. So she's bypassing that. I sent a message to the district attorney's name, Scott Key, as long in addition to the sheriff requesting assurances. I know Scott very well. I don't think he's going to waste his time being the prosecutor of pen crimes that are non-existent. <laughs> what is the complaint? Uh, is my question. Like what? How is how is that being teed up to the district attorney? Well, it, it's Blue I can pens? tell you something. I worked, I worked for this district attorney. And so what, what do you do with that? And I can tell you what you do with it. You do absolutely nothing. This was just a bluff that she's giving her poll workers to scare and intimidate voters, voters off because prosecutors have to look at actual criminal violations. They will pull up a statute or a uniform jury instruction and they'll try to apply facts to it. 
Well, the problem is, is the statute favors what we're telling people. And I actually sent that statute over to the district attorney. I sent it over to the sheriff. So nothing will come of this. And it, it, the only thing that's going to happen is a complaint filed against the clerk in Otero County. I think it's For just intimidation, right? Yeah. 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 I think what they're actually doing, though, is intimidating any voter who questions the processes that we have in our state. I mean, we've been more than patient for two years, you know, showing them here's all the issues that we've got. Here's how you could fix some of these things. We've gotten nothing but gaslighting and dismissal from these people and just the audacity of, well, we're gonna use a blue pen. If you're not gonna to listen to us, we're gonna to have to do what we can. And they just can't stand it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, you, and, and there's a reason why she's, she's nervous because Otero County for the folks that need to come up to speed is the county that had a 41% discrepancy error rate between what, what was in our official voter records and what we heard at the door when we did a canvas. So Otero County is an absolute you know, disgusting, disgusting place when it comes to uh, election integrity. So a 41% discrepancy rate is a big number. <laughs> I mean, it's not like pretty, 5%. It's, pretty big. I, it's, it's, it's like, you know. It's, oh, come on, I, Joe. 41% isn't going to affect the margin of the race. Hey, listen, listen. <laughs> we, we need to have a conversation here about what's really happening, right? No, I mean, come on. This is... This should be enough that we should want to dig into and get rid of the voting machines. I mean, shouldn't we? Machines aren't working anywhere, not in any state. Not in any state. Well, I think the reason why it's not good enough is because in Allegheny County, the discrepancy error rate is over 70%. And until we can improve our numbers and be the worst in the country, it's just really hard to get rid of these boxes. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta up those. Those are rookie numbers. You gotta up those numbers. Uh, well, I mean, because it, it's a, it's a it's a red county. I mean, so we audited a red county, and that that was the error rate in Otero. Um, when you get to the Democrat counties, it's it's much much worse, and it's not just Otero. We actually were able to compare our numbers with a group that did uh, canvassing in Hayes County, Texas, and what you know, another red county had the same exact discrepancy error rate. In Texas, it was another forty to forty-one percent error rate. I, you know, I don't. I'm still trying to figure out why we can't solve the problem very simply, and I, I think I have the answer. And by the way, it would cost us about eighty percent less, mm -hmm. less. So, so let me just, Captain Obvious here. Whoop, whoop. Voting day is a national holiday. Ballots that are serialized to every individual, pretty simple, right? You vote in person, the precincts get shrunk, people in that precinct, they decentralize it to that area where you count the ballots, you put them into a system that is completely transparent to the American people. 200 people voted for this person, 200 people voted for this person, real easy. That then goes up transparently to the next level and anyone with a calculator can add up the ballots and go, yep, they got more votes than they did. Isn't, doesn't that make more sense than what we're dealing with now? It sounds racist. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Uh, it Jeez. sounds really racist. I think I've heard that before. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I agree, Joe. I mean, Captain Obvious. I, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm following orders, man. Uh, this is what we were telling everyone. Let's make it simple. Let's let's have something that's simple that anyone can understand. And what's what's insane is that as we see the failure of these machine tabulators across the country, what is your normal recourse? It's to do a hand recount. Of machine error. 
And so why even go through the motions with machines that are so unreliable? They're letting people down. You got people that are waiting in line for hours in Maricopa County. You've got printer devices that are failing. And it's not just like you said, it's not one or two counties. This is happening everywhere. So let's just simplify it, get back to the tried and true way that, that worked for over 200 years. Let's start canning, counting ballots by hand. Save so, a lot of money. So a lot of money, 80%. We would, we could do elections every year. They, for like $15 million, not a hundred million, yeah. 15 million total. So there's, I, I think no way that they're going to be able to battle after this midterm, after we see in all of those states that you mentioned, David, plus New Jersey, New York, South Carolina, there's issues everywhere with these machines. It's going to be real hard to, to make the argument that we need these machines after this has been so widespread. So what are they going to do next? And I think you heard Holly and I talking about this a little before the before the show started up again, they, the, the election cabal, right? The people who go from public office into private roles in these election companies and, and it's a revolving door. They're really pushing for blockchain ID and for internet voting, right? They're pushing for these, for the, for the it's gonna be more secure. Right? It's going to be safer and more secure when we just take the machines out of it and we just do it completely digitally. And we'll use the blockchain so it's super safe. I'm telling you guys, and this is for everybody in the audience, if we allow that to happen, if we don't, like, we've, those of us who've been fighting this, we've it's been doing comical. it for two years. We don't want these machines. We don't want these machines. We're not replacing them with other machines or other technology. We have to go back to voting in person, on paper, on election day, local precinct, local counting, all of that. But but I, that is going to be the narrative that comes next. They're already talking about blockchain voter ID for elections. Well, I, I can't. I couldn't agree more with you because you know I think the general rule that I try to follow, and this was actually something that was set out by Justice Gableman. If you can't explain a concept in five minutes. In a grocery store with a complete stranger it's a, it's a it's a failure and i'm a fairly intelligent person i can roughly follow blockchain and all the cryptocurrency stuff that's out there but it's nearly impossible to communicate that to anyone else and you're basically putting your blind faith or blind trust in someone having control of the cloud or blockchain whatever it is but you can't touch it you can't feel it you can touch paper you can touch that pen and you can have someone Look at what you're doing and verify what you're doing. It really, I mean, this, this becomes something where we already have to rely on experts, quote unquote. And if you go the blockchain path, it's just going to compound that problem. And talk about the cost of everybody having a smartphone to vote that way. And, mm -hmm. and they're pretending like getting a voter ID is too cost prohibitive to minorities. Right. Right. Let's just, let's go back to our old, old narrative and set against them. Yeah. Yeah, they're just full of contradictions, right? Because we needed these machines for efficiency so we could have all the votes counted on election night because they're more accurate than people and because, you know, humans are just way too error prone. And now they're telling us that it's going to take two weeks to count all the elections. This is how it's supposed to work, according to the White House press secretary. These are modern elections, which is why it's changed. And now using the machines, it's going to take longer and longer to count the votes. They're not making sense anymore. No, I don't and, think and there's a 
Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that there was a you know a gentleman out of Louisiana that brought this to my attention was that in 1860 we're talking about Abraham Lincoln's election that they were able to get election night results on election night using crude instruments where people are basically tapping a button and, and issuing a code. And uh, they were waiting, I think, for New York at 10 o'clock at night. Surely in 2022, we can get election night results if Abraham Lincoln could do it in, back in the 1860s. Um, I mean, that's, that's what we're up against is this, this BS narrative. Yeah. So, so what is the what what is the what do we do after the election? And and I have to ask you the question. Everyone's it's it's the elephant in the room. Let's let's actually take it back a step. Are we going to see a red mirage, a red wave, or red tsunami? Which one? You want to you want to try this first? I, I'll I'll say this that I think it's going to be a combination. Um, Joe, it was actually you that told me, you know, that the enemy has contingency plans for everything, and yes. we have to have contingency plans for um, our best work. I think this is something that the enemy is going to spin no matter what. So, if you have a red wave, everyone's going to basically say, "Look, I guess the machines weren't a big issue, Dave." Uh, and that's my biggest fear is that people will say, "Look, if if we get a bunch of people with R's by their name, what are we going to be told? This election's just a little bit rigged." You can overwhelm the algorithm. <laughs> a little. You, it's just a little bit rigged. So let's just keep the machines intact, or let's go to blockchain, and then we'll have major security, right? <laughs> um, that, that's that's a fear. I think um, places like Arizona, where you already had exit polling that's showing that Republicans were showing up four to one, they're going to have a really hard time there uh, convincing any anyone that that uh, an outcome other than Kerry Lake being victorious is going to lead to to basically, you know. Uh, you know, wildly peaceful protests. We'll just put it that way, right? <laughs> and um, so, I think I think this is a battle of narratives, and I just yes. hope that no matter what, we can continue, continue to talk about getting rid of these machines because much of the stuff that we're talking about now is needless if we just went to paper. And uh, whether a Demo if Democrats are upset with the outcome, great. That's fertile soil for to say, look, you're having a problem trusting the election results. So do we. We just want accuracy. At the end of the day, we, we're tired of guessing and hoping that we more or less got the right outcome. And we would have much greater precision in those outcomes if we used paper. Yeah, we shouldn't have to have any any level of trust at all in experts or in code or or any of that. We should be able to see it. But um, David, when you said uh, it's just a little bit rigged, all I could think of was there's just there, there's just a little tiny bit of HIV in the vaccines. It's just a, just a little, <laughs> just one little protein that's going to bind the whole thing together. Just a little. You're all HIV positive now, but it's not a big deal. It's just a little bit. I, oh, that that what, what? that's a little further than I wanted you to go. We're just talking about elections. You had to go straight to HIV. Hey, it's in the vaccines. They openly talk about how they've bound it all together with an HIV protein, and it's not a big Jeez. deal because it's just a little. Well, but talking the about analogy just, holds. Just so uh, you know, you brought up a point there. Uh, you know, David, they're openly talking about the the fraud now. I mean, number one, they're not going to be able to recover the narrative that the machines are fast, that any of this stuff works. I mean. Their, their own attempts to steal this have completely torn apart everything that they've been telling us for the last two years. Them, this wasn't even like late in the day. This was this morning. And they're talking about real risks that hackers could tunnel into the equipment. 
I mean, this this is over. This whole this whole narrative is done. They're gonna after two years of banning people from the internet, you just disappear off social media. You're an election denier. You're this rip you off of everywhere. And now they're gonna turn around and say while they're getting spanked right now that there are real risks uh, that people could hack in. I mean, th this is this is and, amazing. And keep in mind, we never talked about hacking at all. Nobody said that the machines were hacked. The machine companies are the hack. Yeah. Yep. You're right. You're right. I mean, that, that's one of the, the, the finer understandings that I think we've all kind of arrived. I mean, not all of us had, you know, Joe's you know, technical expertise going into this. But, I mean, one of the thoughts were we always heard about the Internet accessibility. And it wasn't until more recently that we, we had a better understanding that if you subvert the election files on the tabulator and you've got a trigger mechanism that's on the file itself, then you can turn that election device into a selection device, which really makes the Internet compat uh, compatibility irrelevant. What we're finding is that, that the Internet access is the, the break the glass in case of emergency. If you didn't set your algorithm with enough precision through the subversion of the election file, that's where you saw what happened in 2020 election night where everyone said, okay, everyone go home. <laughs> we got to do a reboot, yeah. right? That's where we saw all the shenanigans. And I think that's what we're going to see in some places tonight. I'm hopeful uh, in Arizona that they're basically saying, let's just steer clear of that. There's no way. But in Pennsylvania, you got the Fetterman um, monster, the guy over there talking about, um, you know, hey, you have to wait for all those mail-in ballots to come in. So he's embracing the narrative that you're going to, it's going to take another week before you get a result in Pennsylvania. Uh, well, but they need the machine basically create, you know, the paper trail. Did you see Kyle Becker uh, reported that the um, courts in Pennsylvania said that they can count any ballot up to November 14th? Which is a clear they violation of the U.S. Constitution. What's that? Well, then that would be an about face because I, my understanding is, is that wasn't there a, a clear ruling that basically established that you better have a date. And they, <laughs> if and you they don't change the date to the 14th. Seven days later. Yeah. Okay. I mean, th this huh. is what we're up against. They can walk around yeah. and harvest ballots. Yeah. I mean, you. Can, th this is not a country based on Democrat. I mean, de democratic rule. It's not. I mean, this is th yeah. this is this is laughable. It's laughable. Well, I also want to just highlight the uh, another scenario. We talk about you know whether it's a red wave or a red mirage. I also think that there's a lot of Republican candidates that are going to do extremely well. And I think the reason why the, the machine, if you will, will let them do well is if they've been silent on the issue of election integrity. I actually expect in our congressional district, we've got someone who's an incumbent. I won't name her by name, but I, I expect that she's going to do very well. And, I, and I, the only reason why I believe that, where this is normally a very competitive district, is because she hasn't said a word about these machines. And so I wouldn't put it past Dominion in the SNS. Basically, they've got their list just like we do. We know who the real patriots are. We know who are right. the candidates that we They've got their list as well. And if you've been silent and you're an incumbent, those, those folks might not have as much meddling in their elections because if they were much more vocal, we would have seen what we saw in the primaries, which is right. anyone that was talking about election integrity, if they were first place at a state convention like in New Mexico, Jay Block Colorado. was our front for governor. Got it was four because of the machines. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Overwhelming sweep said the assembly to lose their primary by a significant margin. No way. I mean, I mean sweeps meaning in Colorado we had the same thing. We had yeah. sweep sweeps. 
Yeah. But the, but they cheat. Hanks, Senate candidate Hanks, knocked everybody off uh, assembly. Nobody else made it through assembly, and then he lost to Joe O'Day, who nobody can stand and is uh, pro-choice. All right, so I need to tell you this. I told everyone to vote for Republican all the way down the line in Colorado except for Pam Anderson because if there wasn't Baywatch and or Tommy Lee, no one would even know who Pam Anderson was, okay? But she had is she had less no she had 500 followers on on Twitter. She had less people on and her whole family is a bunch of radical leftists. Whole family. Like known radical leftists, right? And what was her job? She was a county clerk and recorder for Jefferson County. After that, what was her job? Oh, she worked for CTCL. She worked for Mark Zuckerberg. She was the executive director director. of the Center for Tech and Civic Life during the 2020 election. Yeah. And she beat Tina Peters by 30%. Yeah. No way. You you know it's a lie. Like, it's... it's, But but people just... Yeah, that's the way it is. Republican Party. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I told... I went in to go get my hair cut today. And the person who cut my hair said, yeah, we, we actually see Joe. What do you think of, of Joe O'Day? And I go, I don't know. And they go, are you going to vote for him? I was like, yeah, I'm going to vote for him. I have to. He's a Republican. And she looks at me and she goes, what do you think of him as a person? And I go, you're, you're asking me a pretty specific question. What, what, tell me more. And they go, well, he gets, comes and gets his hair cut. He's a pig, Joe. Yeah. I mean, that's hard for me to say on this you know this deal and i'm like what and they're like yeah nobody in here would vote for him i bet he's not getting his haircut there anymore <laughs> so so we have sponsors that have been with us for a long time this one has definitely been here a long time this is air medcare network today's podcast again sponsored by air medcare network if you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road if you travel a lot if you even drive a lot even if you don't drive a lot this is good fire insurance if you like to hike or spend time outdoors, you want to make sure your family is protected in a medical emergency. If you ever need to be air medically transported with Air Medicare Network, you're covered for as little as $85 a year. Your whole household will be covered in case you ever need to be air medically transported. Uh, simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily and you'll receive up to a $50 Visa gift card when you sign up today. Now, they also have an Amazon card, but we don't do business with Amazon here on this show. So please do not sign up for this and get the $50 Amazon gift card uh, because that is feeding the beast and we don't feed the beast. So get that $50 um, gift card and sign up. You can go up to, I think the five-year membership is like 300 bucks or something. But uh, so it's even less. So it's $85 a year for your whole family. And then as you go up, it, it, it actually reduces. So airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you got to ride in someone when there's not a slot for a ride in. And, I, and I'll, I'll tell you right now, I can't tell you which race it is, but I did that because I had, I had a similar choice where I knew the Republican was a big Democrat, was a communist. I don't know if he is. I just, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I mean, so, I mean, I, I think everyone, depending on how well you know the candidates that are, that are on the list, um, just, you have to have, you better just have a good reason for why you're doing what you're doing. And she gave you some more information, you know, and. You know, if you don't want her to script your haircut next time you go in there, you might want to figure out how to be creative with your ballot. Yeah, and we yeah. I mean, if you haven't voted yet in Colorado and you're looking for who to vote for for Senate, Libertarian candidate Brian Piotr. He's pro-life. He's a great, solid family man. 
uh, really strong values, and for investigating corruption and election fraud. Great. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that's true about Joe Day, right? I just know that that's what was said to me, and I went. I was a little shocked because of the, who are you going to vote for? And you know, I've gotten my hair cut there for a long time, but I mean, it's their personal beliefs, their personal beliefs on him. But that's my problem: is that the people that win seem to be people that are closely aligned or are in the good old boy club, yeah. right? Well, you know, you know exactly who the patrons are in this movement. At this point, we've had two years to create tape. Yeah, and. and Unfortunately, it's like it's like finding a unicorn. That's why everyone in this movement knows each other, because there's so few. Because if you actually had someone who was an elected official that actually had skin in the game and was vocal, we would all be singing their praises because they're such a, they are such a rare creature. So, what do you think happens with Carrie Lake? Wins? I, I think either it's going to be a, a major blowout win. Or you're looking at riots. <laughs> I, I think those are your two choices there because uh, there, there's no one else like her. I, and, and, I mean, and I'm saying there's a lot of good candidates, but I'm talking about the total package, generational talent. She is made for the screen to communicate, and she does it so well. Yeah. She's so likable um, that if she can't win with perfect lighting <laughs> and perfect everything, uh, what chance does anyone else have in the country? And so, uh, you know, Carrie Lake, I think people have, I think even the left has circled that race and said, we can't rehab that. There's no spin that we can put out there. So, so where, where does that place us with Mark Fincham? Well, that's going to be the interesting question. You know, I think that's what Seth Cashflow and many people are looking at is, is comparatively. If you've got voter turnout that's four to one in favor of Republicans, you'd expect that everyone that's Republican on that ballot, uh, that she would be lifting all boats, right? You know? And uh, you'd expect to see that. Well, in Colorado, we have voting turnout on voting day. It, it's unbelievable. I was at the voting place and literally it was a line around the building. And I would just ask the question, like, who are you guys here to vote for? And like, we're not voting for these pricks in office now. I can tell you that. And I went, yeah. <laughs> but overwhelmingly, you could tell that there is a wave of people that were there. And Republicans outperformed Democrats in Colorado in mail-in ballots, too, for 2022. Oh, that's good. But what does yeah. that mean? We were. I, I was talking to Holly earlier, and uh, she she lives up in Summit County. And so she votes in person, obviously. She said she's never seen another person in all of her years of voting up there, she's never seen another person in the polling place. This is in Breckenridge, right? There's only like a couple polling places in all of Summit County. Not exactly a Republican stronghold, right? Breckenridge. Um, she said there was a line out the door of people voting on election day up in Breckenridge. Uh, everywhere we're hearing that. Everywhere we're seeing the line. And they're talking. People yeah. are talking in the line. Like, we just want to get rid of all the people that are in office right now. Polis has got to go. And these are people that are that are Democrats that are, yeah. you know, I mean, I even thought that there were some Antifa guys standing in line. You know, <laughs> green air out here, like a little anarchy sign. Man, I'm not voting for Polis. Man, I can't even afford a gallon of gas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The gas is too expensive for his Molotov cocktail. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, what are you doing? We're going to try to burn the building down. Not with that gas, you're not. Oh, that needs to be a meme, David. We're going to make that into a meme for Antifa. 
Well, Joe, Joe I mean, and, and Ash, I, I want to say this. I, I think if I were putting on my the, the bad guy hat, I would want to, through, through the machines, make the Curie Lake race look competitive, but have her eke out a win. And yeah. then you'd have the ability to have the narrative that perhaps Fincham loses, because if you're doing triage mode, if you've got a contingency plan, you've got to keep the Secretary of State race under control in Arizona, because that's the only shot you're going to have you know, in two years or in four years. So, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if that happened. But again, the, the exit polling is so favorable for Republicans that I don't even know if, if the Democrats can pull that off without, uh, you know, everyone figuring it out. So, but it's it's still, ha- you know, look, the, the fix is is being reproduced in different places. The machines are going down. They're telling people to put their ballots into this box. Don't worry. Trust me. We'll, we'll all count it downtown later on tonight. We'll get it all handled for you. Wink, 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 wink. I mean, how? How, how, how are we even supposed to believe that this isn't a part of their plan? This episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner of the show. They're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, they're also the best gun store in Colorado. Uh, between a mar- massive arsenal of top-tier firearms, competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, But you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, As always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online available to everyone across the entire country. Hey, can I jump in real quick? Yeah. Uh, If you go on the Colorado Secretary of State's website right now and put in any address uh, in the DTC area or in Denver around the Capitol, because I've been doing this for the last five or ten minutes now, it shows zero results and says contact your county clerk, which gives you a form. And if you search voting state, I'm s- I've been searching voting location on, on Google and it shows nothing. Wait, wait, wait. I'm getting zero results. So if you go on there and do what? Uh, it's because they don't start reporting until after the polls close. No, 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 no. Where no? do I, I'm saying if I go search, where do I vote? Oh, in sorry. Person? I thought you meant results like election results. No, I'm getting zero uh, oh. zero hits in the Denver metro area for where do I go vote in person and Google, I'm doing a Google map search, I get no results found. <laughs> How is that Nothing. not voter suppression? I get no votes, no <laughs> results found. Oh. Where do I go vote? It's on ColoradoSOS.gov I can find them if they're like way up north, but not here. Are you serious? Yeah, I've been doing it for 10 minutes now. Wow. What? I think another thing. 
a little, a little unrelated, but something that, that I hope that we touch on is this paper shortage garbage. You notice that in every other industry except for elections, there's no paper shortage. You could be at school, no one's heard about paper shortages. You could work at a paper company and there's no paper shortage there. But when it comes to election ballots, that's the one place that you have a paper shortage. And the irony of, of what we're hearing out of Pennsylvania in particular, when they mailed out several hundred thousand paper mail-in ballots. Colorado too. Right? And all of a sudden in heavily leaning Republican districts, they don't have enough. I mean, that, that's kind of like what Apollo showed earlier with just, they don't even, they don't even care how ridiculous they look. But we've also found out it'll accept lined notebook paper. So all you've got to do is <laughs> yeah. pull out your lined notebook paper and you've got plenty of paper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we saw Apollo put that up. We saw, we, we were talking about that earlier today, that that actually went through. There's a lawsuit now, right? That that, that lined paper was actually counted. Or, or I think I think that was Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, Georgia. I mean, that, yeah. That, that that that's why we were we were just kind of laughing off this idea that you can't use a blue a blue ink pen. And, yeah. <laughs> and we know for a fact, if you've done any sampling, or you know, the expert that you know that y'all know so well, Jeff Lambert, we sampled fake ballots to see what the tabulators would accept, and they will literally gobble up everything, including loose leaf lined notebook paper. We had an incident in New Mexico where a tabulator accepted a ballot from the wrong election. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. What? How does that get counted? How does it get counted? <laughs> Who gets the vote? Dominion. Mm. Dominion's very talented. The, they'll They're them. so they'll good. They're yeah. like, you know what? We're going to zap it in with some 4G. <laughs> get some 4G out there. Wham! Yeah. Yeah. Sending we're it to the right place. We're not going to suppress anyone's voice. We're not going to suppress someone's voice from 2018 in a 2022 <laughs> election. Bill. That's racist. I, that would be racist. Oh, my gosh. You, we're going to go back and recall the 2016 election because I have a vote that would have changed the outcome. We're going to, yeah, we got to give it to that guy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Hello? But you guys and your blue pens, we're, we're going to report you to the DA. Oh, yeah, yeah, big trouble. Yeah, that, that they will uh, glob up the tabulators. That's the other thing that somehow, like, everyone's pens that are blue just happen to just... It's like that uh, that video that went viral with uh, the king, King Charles, when he was so frustrated that he, he like, ran out of the, the palace. I don't know if you saw that. It's, it's glorious because... The pen was a little sloppy. That's kind of what we're being told is happening if you use the blue ink pens. As only if it's blue. Though. Well, and how does it know? <laughs> so you missed it, but my but my mother called me. We're, oh yeah. My mother literally happen. called me on the show this morning, and said, "Joe, should we use blue pens? We keep being told to use blue pens." I was like, "Yes, use blue pens." And she said that there was a yeah. shortage of blue pens at There's the store. There's a shortage. You couldn't go to the store <laughs> and buy blue pens. Aunt Nancy was trying to buy them all up for yeah. everybody in line. <laughs> like, here's your blue pen, and here's your blue pen, and we have blue pens for everyone. Oh. It's well, you know, what else happened is I mean, this shows you how nefarious the election officials can be. There's one in particular in St. Louis. Uh, I don't know if it's St. Louis County, but uh, an election fighter by the name of um, Kirsten sent us a picture of the pens they were being supplied. These were pens with the blue cap to make you think you had a blue pen. But when they opened it up and tested them out, it was black ink. So these people are monitoring everything that we're saying. And let's put wow. people into thinking they're using blue pen. <laughs> I mean, that's how bad this is. Well, it's almost an admission of guilt. It is yeah. an admission of guilt. 
Hundred percent. Oh. Yeah. It. It. It is. Oh. <laughs> I, I just want to. We are starting to see some <laughs> exit polls. Have you guys seen seen exit polling? Some, so just in Arizona, I haven't seen it in the other states though. Yeah, there Maricopa's exit polling is fourteen uh, percent of election day voters are Democrats. Fourteen percent. Fourteen percent. That feels high. It's to gonna me. be like a Reagan tsunami. Woo! <laughs> ah. And then my favorite headline of the day is CNN's exit polling. Voters unhappy with the state of the nation and largely negative on Biden. No. (laughs) (laughs) Totally new. This is new. And this says seven out of ten voters say they were less than satisfied with the way that things are going in the country. And a third are not just dissatisfied, but angry. Uh, and then they say that Biden's approval rating is 45%, which there's no way. So, no. Did, did, did they give you the margin of margin of error for that poll was like 30%? Yeah, their margin of error is two percentage points, they say. Margin of error, two percentage points, which means 16% are Democrat, which means really they suck. <laughs> But they're still cheating. The machines are going down everywhere, and they're still cheating. In Texas, they went down, and the machines were broken and offline because they didn't have internet that couldn't connect to Wi-Fi. Yeah, the schools. <laughs> the machines aren't working because the Wi-Fi is down. Is that not the most insulting thing that you... I mean, you guys have, have been in this since the 2020 election, right? Is that not the most insulting gaslight that they could ever muster for us to say, I'm sorry, the voting machines aren't working because the Wi-Fi's down? I thought they couldn't yeah. connect to the internet. I thought they didn't have that capability. I thought that we were all crazy conspiracy theorists because we said that the machines could connect to the internet. Totally yeah. fine now. Well, it's just totally normal. I thought it was closed system and that they're taking that USB drive and they're running it up, air gapped, everything, right? <laughs> the Wi Fi's not working inside of the air gap? Is that what we're going with? <laughs> oh. So, I mean, we, oh. so, Aaron, this is for you. But the fight, even if we do have a red tsunami, the fight's just beginning, right? I mean, we, we have to stand on the neck of the enemy, don't we? Yes. Yes, we do. One of the things that's been coming to my mind today, like in Maricopa County, they're saying, we'll just put your ballot in this box and we'll take it back to the county and count it there. And I mean, we want our ballots hand counted. We want to be able to just put them in a box and trust that they're going to get counted. But I mean, we have to first get to the place where we also trust our election officials. And clearly we're not there. And a lot of these people aren't in the ballot this term. So yeah, it's going to be a long battle to get things where they ought to be. Yeah, I, I, Joe, I think that, that uh, today is a lot like, is going to be a similar awakening for the for the normies, right? People that I think had higher signs of intelligence and a pulse were awoken on November 3rd, 2020. They were ahead of the curve, so to speak. And it took two years for us to figure out what we know. And I think we're in a place where we can shepherd the rest of, of America. But right now, when you've got people that are standing in line for hours, how are you going to convince them? tomorrow and the days to come that there's nothing wrong with our elections. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we're seeing a, a massive re, uh, reawakening for people that have been lagging behind us and perhaps wanted to refuse just for you know, psychological purposes uh, and any reason to believe that there's something wrong with the system. It's gonna be hard to do that after today. 
And I'm extremely encouraged about how many people got the memo to wait until election day to vote and to take a blue. Just the fact that stores are out of blue pens and that you have clerks up in arms about, you know, so offended that people are using blue pens. Clearly, a lot of people are doing it. And that's extremely encouraging. Yes. And a legal notice is telling people that you can't bring your cell phone. Right. This is this is where there there are notices being posted on where you're not allowed to bring your cell phone, which is not true. And. uh, I was yeah, told that it's, here. It's unlawful. It's I, unlawful. I was told I had to turn it off. They they may, they said if you have your cell phone, you have to turn it off. No. And I did. No, you, you know? don't. If they had told me I already voted, I would have turned it right back on. But <laughs> they, you know, but they yeah. did. That was that's Douglas County here. So, sorry, David. No, you go ahead and go into this. You don't. Well, it, it's it's unlawful. Actually, our statutes, you know, allow us to, to. You know, you can take a picture of your own ballot. People think that like that's illegal. Why? Because some election official that's worried about you know uh, a fair and transparent elections tell it's just told you you can't do it yeah we actually have a statute that says you can share how you voted using any media communication device of your choice which would include taking a picture of your ballot and posting it on facebook or whatever and there, i mean it's clearly written in our statutes which is kind of bizarre to me but then they're going to tell you that you're not allowed to do it so it's just gaslighting and we know the statutes better than our election officials and our and our you know yeah. presiding judges yeah, and the reason why that notice is up is because we're telling people. Yeah. If you show up and you find out that a vote's been cast for you, pull out your phone. There's, as someone who used to prosecute violent crime, you have every legal basis to capture the scene of a crime. I mean, you know, normally, let's say that just for the sake of argument that it, it was illegal. Let's say that your statute's on the books that say they can't do that. You know, you know, there's certain things where you can defend against being a victim of a crime. So, you know, self-defense comes to mind. Mm -hmm. And normally you can't put your hands on someone, but you can put your hands on someone in the defense of someone else. That's legal. So it's a very similar thing where they're they're being, you're basically being told, you can't be someone that's gonna, you know, highlight crimes being committed. You absolutely have to. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I didn't even occur to me to to question it. I just turned my phone off and stuck it in my pocket. But if nope. the, but but uh, the reason I have my phone with me, the reason that I vote in person with my mail in ballot in the car, right, is that if they tell me that you've already sorry you've already voted, well, there's no way if I'm holding on to my mail in ballot and I'm showing up right now to vote in person, there's no way legally that I that, that anybody should have been able to vote in my name unless it's happening in the you know in in the background unless it's happening in some vote counting center somewhere because I've got my mail and ballot still so what I always tell people is if they tell you you already voted you turn your camera on and you call the sheriff not the police you call the sheriff and you know that's a, it's it's identity theft it's election fraud there's a number of crimes there um, but that is the first time that they've ever said anything to me about my phone before with with voting and i didn't i didn't even think about it yeah i i, I personally question everything because i'm a troublemaker but um you know it i would walk in there with my phone like this on my forehead <laughs> <laughs> how you guys doing you're not allowed to do it do what well, are we playing the card are we playing the card game i got an ace of spades what do you have <laughs> we, we have we have a visitor here. Uh, this is this is this is Linus. Hi, um, Linus. Oh, no, Miko. Uh, our kids know we're doing an interview, so they thought it would be amazing if they up the stakes of our concentration and just let the dog in. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they did. So if training. A little distracted. Sorry. 
Hey, Linus wanted his his day. Yeah. He wanted to be able to come on the on the deal and and get his own. By the way, this will require that you actually open up Linus's own Instagram page because there are people <laughs> that are going to be like, oh. Well, Linus has made a lot of appearances in David's posts over the years. Security. Security. Security dog, right. (laughs) You sent over this uh, this tweet. I have the article ready. You want to put that up? Yeah, this is crazy. I want you guys to the tell language. us what you think about this. This the, the narrative. Let's, work. let's start about the, the state of election coverage in America in Arizona. This is NPR, by the way. That's sponsored by. It's like VOA. We pay so for we it. We pay for it. In Arizona, an election denying Republican faces off against a Democrat defending election integrity in the state's gubernatorial contest. And, and this is this is actually someone wrote this. But they didn't want to put their name on it. Go to the top. Oh, no. Oh, there's no byline? No byline. Right. Uh, hold on, ready? By NPR Newscast. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make this up. <laughs> and, and, when you, and when you go into it and you start reading about this, which I thought was amazing. I don't know if you, yeah, there you go. It, it, it reads like a bad story. It, it just is. It's unbelievable. So this is why I think that they are going to steal Carrie Lake's race. And I know that that's a very unpopular thing to say. David, I agree with you. I think you've got Carrie Lake winning in a landslide or you've got riots. I think it's going to be riots because they've painted this for the entire campaign as very, very close. And while we know it's, it's not, not, we know it's not very close. But for the for the normal people and for the all of the media, all of the media has painted this as a 50-50 race. Yeah. And I said it before the primary. They're going to let her win the primary so they can throw out the injunction against the machines and then they're going to steal her general. I hope I'm wrong. I think Carrie Lake would make an incredible governor, but they've been painting this as very, very close. And I mean, look at that language. Yeah, an Hobbs election denying Republican. Choice between sanity and chaos. Hobbs, that's what Hobbs had to say about it. Hobbs would From not even. <laughs> she 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 won't even come out and have a debate with Carrie Lake because Carrie Lake would eat her alive. Right. What have I said on this show? I go. I will challenge any radical leftist to a debate. I'll even be nice. I'll leave my effluvian comments uh, alone. I won't call them little snowflakes. I'll be super nice. I'll even call Mr. or Mrs., the, them, they, whatever you want me to call you, as I whoop that ass. Okay, I'm just going to tell you right now, it would be an ass whooping of epic proportion, and I would just speak facts. But they won't. Nobody will come on here and do that. Why would they? No. Well, you know, to keep things in perspective, that, that NPR report by newscast. That might not be fair coverage from NPR. There might be a hot take from the, the editorial section from uh, someone called Reporter. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is now that, that uh, what is it, the non, the NPC character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, well, yeah, but that shows, this is just how desperate, you I mean, people people are afraid. I mean, I, every once in a while, I'll have someone reach out to me from the Washington Post or one of the other news rags for comment. And they're, they're so sheepish. There was a time where they were like really bold and wanting to really mix it up. And you can look at the, the communication back and forth. Now it's like, they're just, they're almost, you know, apologetic for having to bother us with, you know, something that we're just gonna throw in their face and, and within, you know, five minutes because it's so easy you know, 
it's it's we're not the fringe minority. I mean, when right. you've got a vast or majority of American people that are with us on this issue with no help from the legacy media, um, it, it, this is a fun time. I mean, sometimes mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like it, but it's so reassuring to know that we have the American people with us. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. And uh, the overt gaslighting from the media is going to wake up more people because i think that this you know a take like that right election denying republican faces off against a democrat this this wonderful beacon of liberty and justice who's just trying to protect our elections and protect democracy we we've we know that she won't debate her opponent we know that she's overseeing the election that's having all these problems in maricopa right now we know that going back to the audit, right? There was obstruction of uh, epic proportions by the Secretary of State and by Maricopa County during the Maricopa audit. And it's the, the lies can't hold up. That's why they won't debate. That's why people won't come on this show and talk to you because their lies won't hold up against people that actually know what they're talking about and who have done the research and understand the game. And that's, that's really what's going on is way too many people understand their game now. They're too exposed. Yes. Yeah, they overdid it. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. but but they're still going to try and cheat. And, and we, you know, we we talk about what's happening in Arizona, and we talk about what's happening in Georgia, and we just figured out what's happening in Michigan and Detroit. President Trump came on earlier and said, in Detroit, Republicans are showing up and saying your votes has already been cast, and this is happening yeah. over and over and over again. You know, people are starting to get to the place where they don't have a voice, and when you feel invi in invisible. That's when that's when you should watch out. That's where protest, protest, protest means something. And we should be protesting across the nation. We should shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like Brazil is doing. Yes. Yeah. So what is happening in Brazil? Because we have a media blackout in the United States. You know that, right? Yeah. Well, you know, it's one of those things where I I've hesitated on posting things, I think Joe Hoft actually put out a really good article this morning about uh, there's supposed to be some military report um, about election fraud. And and the reason why I, I refrain from posting that has nothing to do with Joe, because Joe's a, is a terrific, terrific journalist. Um, the problem is, is that we got a lot of information like that in 2020, where we, we heard the military this and the military that, and it's one of those things where you don't want to um, Great passivity. That's my biggest concern is that if we all think that the military is going to save us, we're not going to show up and do what we need to do. And um, so, but that was posted early this morning. But I, I don't know, man. I, I really hope that the military will get involved. Well, I think that, I think that the, the mil you mean the military in Brazil get involved? Uh, in Brazil, yeah. Yeah, we don't, we don't know. We don't know. I, it, it appears to me that the Brazilian president-elect is, is, or president is, is stepping down, is, is standing down. Okay, so I, I was seeing, I didn't want to report on it because I didn't see anything about some tweets, so I don't know, but there were some, uh, there were some people on Twitter posting that uh, they were, I think, either they were on the ground in Brazil or they had people who were there, and they said that the Brazilian military was about to release some stuff showing that it was fraudulent. And, and, you know, essentially flipping the election. If that happened, ooh, I would throw a party. Mm. Yeah. But, but it says, I mean, this just happened. This, this article is from, well, it's from the 3rd of November. Is that, is that really happening in Brazil? 
is that is the, the Brazilian military get involved? And this is where we can't trust things that are happening. Yeah. But if that's the case and it shows fraud, the same machine algorithms, the same machine code is being used in Brazil that is used in Dominion, ESNS, and Smartmatic. It's the same. It's DOD code. It is. Well, yeah. Well, US I mean, DOD code. And this is where you get into, like, what is the what is the outcome, right? Now, just yeah. as I understand it, the military being involved in the election in Brazil was agreed upon before the election in Brazil, and it's a part of their process. It's not an outlier anomaly that's come from challenging of the results. That's has that's my understanding of the military being involved. Is that is anybody's understanding different than that? I don't know. I wish I knew. I wish I knew. Yeah, I, I, know. I know that in South, South America, everything seems to go. <laughs> and there have been illegitimate coups that have happened that were facilitated by the military. Um, so, I mean, it's one of those things where I really want it to be true. But the last time I got caught up with all this stuff post-2020, I was out at the grocery store buying three extra gallons of milk because I thought the military was going to intervene. And it didn't happen. So this time, I'm, I'm just pressing pause. I'm going to wait see what's going to happen, but it would have huge ramifications here if someone would set the precedent that we should have said back in 2020. Okay, so can I can I show you guys something? We have a new we have a new era of election deniers. I want you guys to see this and tell me what you think. It's 44 seconds and I am literally do not drink anything while we're watching this because I want to come back and see your face afterwards. Play it. This is the greatest indicator that we have to always talk about voter suppression. One key thing, it's almost five o'clock, right? In the state of Georgia, thanks to Brian Kemp and, and Raffensperger, they changed the state law so that you cannot get a provisional ballot in Georgia before five, before five o'clock. So if you waited in line for two and a half hours, got there, and they said, oh, there's some sort of mistake, you can't get a provisional ballot here. The level of voter suppression is beyond anything that we saw in 2018. So I think it's completely up in the air. There has been youth turnout at levels we haven't expected. Democrats feel confident. Republicans I've spoken to feel confident. But we can't say that whatever happens tonight is a fair and equitable election because there have been too many laws passed by election deniers to keep people from being able to express Ban them on Twitter. <laughs> Crazy election oh, wow. deniers. He's not fair. When Raffensperger and Kemp, who are loathed, loathed by the right, are your villains. <laughs> you know it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, and this is amazing. I know we're we're almost out of time, but... Um, you got to put this up. White House calls a lid. Biden goes into hiding as Mark Elias and the Democrat machine go for the steal. Go put yeah, it up. It's in Slack. Okay. I got it. I got it. Okay. This is unbelievable. This is a Gateway Pundit article, and I, <laughs> you've come to the right place. Yes, we have. But this, look at this Joe Biden, by the way. Doesn't he look like an alien? Yeah. Reptilian, you might All right. say. The White House Tuesday morning caught a lid and stuffed Joe Biden in a basement as a Democrat machine works to steal another election. Hillary Clinton's scumbag lawyer, Mike Elias, joined Pennsylvania Democrat John Fetterman's lawsuit to have... <laughs> Undated and misdated mail-in ballots counted. Yeah. Uh, it, it gets better. It gets better. <laughs> you, you can't make this stuff up. I don't really, I don't even know how to, whoo. Yeah, so Mark Elias, Perkins Coie, you know, he was Perkins Coie. Now he's Elias Law. He's Jenna Griswold's lawyer. Yeah. Also, he's, uh, he's an architect 
of this whole thing. He's one of the architects. And and went on the news just a couple days ago and said, we're not going to be able to know the results of the election until way after Election Day. Yeah. Yeah. No, no we're, 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 we're going to we're gonna go to the streets. Protest, protest, protest. But listen to this guy. Go ahead and press the video and let's let's listen to this sleazy crap bag. Around these lawsuits, is it if it's not the point for them to prevail, but the point to keep you running around fighting all of their frivolous litigation, what are they so afraid of if, if you weren't having to defend against their attacks on voting? Oh, I think they're afraid that if everyone was able to vote and if we got an accurate count, they'd lose. It's nothing <laughs> They know that if every eligible voter was allowed to cast the ballot and that it was counted accurately, they'd lose. That that has been the whole threat that to Trumpism from the beginning. Let's forget. <laughs> let's not forget. You know, people say Donald Trump won in 2016. He lost by three million pop, popular vote. That popular vote uh, total uh, uh, deficit uh, grew in 20 uh, in 2020. So they have to find increasingly creative ways to prevent the majority w will from willing out. And one of the ways you do it is you suppress the vote. But I think that one of the things they learned is that that's not enough and they need to affect the way votes are counted and elections are certified. And Nicole, if there's one thing I worry about in the next couple of weeks is we're now gonna get into vote counting and certification season. And I think we have not seen the last of the bag of tricks that Republicans will have. Wow. Do you see it? I yeah. spy with my little eyes someone who looks nervous. Yeah. Oh, he looked nervous? And not only that, it's funny that he's like, he's not so sure that Trump would have prevailed with the popular vote. I mean, the, when, when you go from, what, 67 million to 74, and these are, of course, the, the official numbers that no one really can, can trust, how in the world can you, you add 7, 8 million votes and and say what he said with the, with a straight face, right? Um, you know what he what he meant to say is that if you count every single artificial vote that's that's right. generated by Dominion without a date, without a date, anything else, we win hands down. And and we will concede that point if you if you yeah. if you count every single <laughs> artificial vote printed or created out of thin air, yes, that's when the bad guys win. Stop counting, check the margins, make a whole bunch more, come back and then we'll win. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, we agree yeah. with you. If you cheat at that level, absolutely you'll win. Mark Elias yeah, is uh, yeah. he's he is nervous because he is an architect of of this. He's Perkins Coy is everywhere. They are ubiquitous in the United States. And um when we get a majority that will do investigations, he should be very nervous because he's yeah. been a part of something really, really sinister, and that is stealing the will and the voice of the American pe people. It's tantamount to treason. So, so I want to point something out that was on his shelf. I think you should understand what this book is. It's called The Concise 48 Laws of Power. It's a book by Robert Greene. Have you heard about that book? It's on the yep. very far side. So that book called Power, that is the Concise 48 Laws of Power. That is a book by Robert Greene. So let me tell you what that book does. That book advocates for immoral and dishonest uh, uh, manipulation and lies. I mean, that book basically says lie, cheat, and steal. If you've ever seen that book, that book is, is the reincarnate of the devil. And it, by the way, it was written in 2002. 
Okay, I just have to make it, I have to call out one of our incredible people in the comments. New case says, Mark Elias is the love child of the Vinman twins. Ooh. He kind of is. Ouch. <laughs> well, we're, we're out of time. We're going to come back on here in about an hour. Um, but uh, I'll give you the final word. And David, you're welcome to pop back in. Um, but we're going to. And gonna, Aaron. And, oh, I meant Aaron too. So, <laughs> Aaron, I, okay, gosh, why do you make me feel bad, right? That's, we know who wears That's the okay. When they got on, I said hi to Aaron, and I didn't say hi to David, so I felt a little bad about that anyway. <laughs> and then hopefully I get to see you two next Monday. For We won't talk about why, but hopefully we get to see you next Monday. That'll be, that'll be an exciting meeting too. Um, David, Aaron, can you can we ask you the question? We have a tour that we're going to do across the country. That's a real thing, right? For people, it's called the the yeah. magistrates tour. Yeah, I think there's a. We normally think of the lesser magistrates because of the book, the doctrine of lesser magistrates. I, I would pose that we call it the greater magistrate tour because mm. the greater magistrate is you and I, and and it's. It's come down to that. The lesser magistrate would be those elected officials that have failed us. And and we can't rely on the lesser magistrate. Anymore. We have to rely on a Joel. And we have to rely on an Ash. We have to rely on an Apollo uh, to basically stand in the gap. So, um, yeah, I know that there's a tour in the works. And, of course, Aaron and I would love to, to help where we can. Well, I'm looking forward to having you on that tour and being on that tour with you and walking shoulder to shoulder with both of you. Um, I don't think we would have, would be where we are if it wasn't for you two. And I know we all play a part, but just the courage, commitment, the sacrifice that you've both made. And in large part, I mean, that means, you know, taking time away from your children, uh, sacrificing your job, making sure that you're, you know, constantly working 12, 15 hours a day. I know what that looks like because I'm with you. But the, the fact that you're doing this while your kids are young and the, and, and just and having to deal with the things that you're also dealing with in other areas, I just I commend you, and I and I'm uh, you know I'm I'm very grateful to be on this on this path with you. So thank you. Oh. Same here. Joe. Look, yeah, yeah, every everyone here has just yeah. been. Uh, we know each other. We've gotten yeah. to, we've we've we fought together. We fought side by side. We know the people that are moving this country in the right direction, and we know the people that aren't. Um, so I guess the, the closing word would be just have faith. I mean, every day that we basically try to create tape and for the past calendar year, we've got three, 365 days of tape that I think Aaron and I have created. And we know, Joe, you've done the same thing. Ash, you've done the same thing. And we're, what we're hoping is to have more people join us. If this is a relay race, some of us are tired. Some of us have been on that treadmill for a long time, want to hand off the baton and start cheering on other patriots to, to, to take this forward. And I think today is, is a new beginning. And I, I really am encouraged because one thing that I'll tell you right now is that we are dominating the court of public opinion. Yeah. It's not even close. We are dominating. And, and so it doesn't matter when we watch Mark Elias do his little serpent tongue, tongue whacking, you know, cause we saw oh, right you noticed it. too. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. It was very, very slippery. So, just folks, just know that we've, we've built something and we should be really, I think we can stop today and, and really appreciate what we've earned through this fight, which is a, a mass awakening. It's too, the fact that we're even talking about tsunamis and red waves 
that in and of itself is something that we know that we contributed to. So, yeah. attaboy. Absolutely. Well, God bless you. If I, if it's okay, if I pray for you guys, can I pray for you? Pray for our country. Amen. All right. Yes. Father God, thank you. You know, thank you is is a is two words that just do not add up to the gratitude that we have to be able to walk in your light. Thank you, Father, for the amount of courage you've given us individually and collectively. And thank you for the brothers and sisters that you've brought together to fight against this evil in our communities, in our society, in our country, in our government. Thank you, Father, for pulling back the veil and showing us the evil that we face. Thank you for pulling back the veil in our schools and exposing the things that they're trying to do to groom and indoctrinate our children. Thank you, Father, for pulling back the veil and exposing the fraud inside of our elections here in the United States and around the world. Thank you, Father, for pulling back the veil and showing us the devils and the evil that exists in our government apparatus and in the, the, this COVID crisis that they created, they manufactured, that killed millions of Americans. Father, I would just ask you to put a special blessing, a very bold blessing on David and Aaron. I would ask you to protect their hearts, their minds, their children, give them the ability to have quality time with their children, to be able to guide and protect them, and to, to, to make sure that they get the adequate time and the joy that comes from those, the, the time that they spend together. Father, I would just ask you to protect their finances, protect their home, protect their family. I would ask for a special blessing on family members that may be struggling right now, that they may have that are struggling outside of their immediate family. Father, I would just ask you to bless the work that they're doing and bless them that, they, that others may come up next to them, beside them, walk with them, in this next part of the journey, which is just as important as what happens today, tonight, and in the last two years. Father, I would just ask you to give them peace. Father, I ask for a special blessing on the people that are listening and the people that are out there that are, that are voting and making their voice heard. The people that are advocating, the people that are doing the hard work, stepping in the gap, becoming ambassadors of truth, and are leading. I would ask you to give them the strength of a thousand men. I would ask you to give them the boldness and the courage that is necessary to overcome all of the lies and manipulation and the, just the, the, the flat evil that is being spewed by these people that are just trying to destroy everything our country stands for. Father, I would just ask you to give them encouragement, give them peace, allow them to have joy. Father, I would just ask you to make the courage that they have contagious to the one next to them, that people could wake up to the realization that what they have done in our nation is degrade and destroy everything that this country, everything that is good about this country. They have spit on the sacrifice of those that came before them for hundreds of years. And I would just ask you that we can, we can honor those people and stand next to those people, both dead and alive, who have done so much to bring this nation to where it is today. Help us to restore you to our community, Father. Help us to be the tools that you need us to be in order to make sure that re restoration happens. 
but allow us to have that one thing, the wisdom to do it your way. We thank you again, Father, and we ask for all of these things boldly in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you, Joe. God, I almost cried. Gee, many Christmas. What's wrong with me? I got a little teary, too. Man. God, that's not me. Spirits move. I don't do that. <laughs> I, don't, I do not cry. <laughs> I have no comment. He cries. I do not cry. No, I do not. <laughs> You're like, I don't cry. I don't cry. I don't cry. <laughs> hey, thank you both for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for the commitment and the work that you do. Uh, it, it means, I mean, there's no words. I can't say thank you enough. I don't, I don't even know if those words, and I, and I do know, I, so I know you personally, and I know some of the things that you're going through, David, and I didn't feel that it was necessary to put it out there, but know that I'm praying for your family. Yeah. Well, thank you. It's been, it's been a tough time. Uh, so I'll just leave it at that, but I appreciate the, the prayers. All right. God bless you both. God bless you all. Take care. Thank you so much. Thanks, Aaron. See you guys. Yeah. So, uh, if you get a chance to pray for David and Aaron and their family, uh, again, it's it's. Uh, we'll just say that they that they could use some some love and support and prayers. And if you get a chance to stop by their Telegram channel, stop by uh, the Professor's Record, and just give them a little bit of encouragement, both of them, uh, it would be appreciated. Appreciated. Well, that's it. We're out of time. But we'll hey, be back in 45 minutes. Polls are closed in the uh, East Coast. They are closed in the East Coast. Let the games begin. Hey, we'll be back in about an hour. I'll be popping in and out during that time. Um, I am going live on RT tonight at 7 Mountain Time. So um, I will be on RT News. That's Russia today. I'll be your... You know, oh, Russia American Today. Can we, do, can we take one more minute and just put up that Russia Today piece that I sent you, Apollo? You're going to have to do better than that. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. One second, everybody. Hang with us for one. Actually, no, we're not because I got to go. Damn it. All right. We'll, well see we'll, you guys we'll later. Do it we'll guys, do it next one. did you realize that the David and Aaron Clements deal only went out at 512? So people are just now getting the, the text message for. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, just went out. So if you're just joining us because you just got mm -hmm. the text message, I just want to say I'm sorry. Go back and watch the whole thing or join us again here in an hour. God bless you all. Hey, listen. God bless you all. I meant to say, God bless you all. And I did not cry. just want to know. I did not cry, for the record. If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. 
We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the Daily Facts Blast, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.